Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 111, Marketers versus Manufacturers. Is there a disconnect with Alex Milstein? And Milstein, right? Alex, did I get that wrong? Milstein, yep. Milstein. Okay, perfect. I'm going to just pay the bills real quick, and then we're going to have Alex on. If you got questions, pop them into the box right there. Thank you guys for your support of Sell a Million. 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to sell another million dollars or more this year. It's needed now more than ever. If you haven't gotten your copy, get your copy. Let me know you got it. And I'll be glad to help you in any way implementing the ideas in that book. And I'd like to thank Steve Hauk for sponsoring my show with the Mattress Industry Network Group. Over 1,800 strong, maybe 1,900 strong. I don't know. Um, but the Mattress Industry Network Group is a great group. If you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. It is a group run by retailers. So it has a great perspective and they want everybody in this group. Uh, if you want to learn how to advertise better, what the best lines are, what the best finance deals are, um, how to build market sell. Hey, good morning, Steve. Thanks for being here and thanks for saying hi. And thank you for your sponsorship of the show. I appreciate you more than you know. So in short, if you're in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. Tell them Pete sent you when you when you hop in. And I will look forward to your comments. It is a great group. Everybody's in this group. We have manufacturer owners. We have VPs of sales. We have reps. We have retailers. We have uh, retail salespeople. Scan that code right there. And I'll take you directly to the Mattress Industry Network Group. And without a further to do, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Pete? Thanks for having I me. I have to give a shout out to my to uh, to my friend um, and, and customer, uh, Chris Robbins from Columbus, Ohio. Chris, thank you so much for introducing me and Alex. And uh, Alex has lived up to everything you said, Chris. I think he's a, a breath of fresh air in our industry. He's questioning things, and uh, I think that's always good for our industry. Uh, I, I think that sometimes we're too nice of an industry, and we don't question some of our stupidity. So with that said, there's plenty of stuff going on in the world. If anybody wants to talk about anything other than we're talking about, just pop it in there, and we will answer your question and, and get going. Marketers versus manufacturers, is there a disconnect? The short answer is yes. But tell me, what's your perspective on that, Alex? You talk yeah. to a lot more people than I do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this this idea kind of came to me at uh, Las Vegas Market this last January. Um, there were cooling mattresses everywhere, which, you know, I think everybody knows that cooling mattresses are are kind of trending right now. And uh, companies like Casper and uh, Tempur-Pedic were giving specific numbers. You know, they were saying, uh, our mattress will cool you six degrees. Uh, our mattress will cool you 10 degrees. And, um, you know, that really got me thinking about something that actually Bob Munkle, uh, said a while back is that people don't actually sleep hot. It's, it's the microclimate around them that makes them warm. And that's part of education. Um, you know, that I think falls on the retailers to kind of educate their customers on on the whole sleep system. 
And so to me, that, that kind of, um, you know, made me think a little bit about, is there a disconnect between, you know, these marketers who are saying, oh, we have 6% or, you know, six degrees cooler of a mattress than so-and-so. Um, but is that really what the consumer wants? And is that going to really help the retailers sell the mattress any better? Or should they properly educate the customer on, you know, the microclimate bed, which includes the sheets, the pajamas, the, you know, the pillows, the type of uh, material that the beds are made from. And so, um, that's kind of, you know, what, what struck this idea with me is, you know, there seems like a disconnect and, and somebody actually put it, uh, very, in a very funny way to me. So there's this movie called something about Mary with, uh, Ben Stiller. And so he's in the car with his friend and his friend says, Hey, I've got a million dollar idea. He says, uh, you know, those, uh, eight minute workout videos that they have in the video stores. And Ben Stiller says, yeah, he says, all right, I'm going to make a seven minute workout because who's going to buy the eight minute workout video. If you could buy the seven minute workout video and cut a minute off. So that's kind of what the, the temperature comparisons to me, like, you know, um, and you know, I just, I just am not entirely sure that that's what the customer wants or what they're just being fed by, by the marketing side, you know? Are we breaking news this morning? If so, I have a hot tip for Alex. Go ahead. What, what you got, Steve? What you got? He'd love a hot tip, man. Yeah. Breaking news is my thing. Yeah, that's his thing. We'll break it right here. We're breaking it. Yeah, right. Break it. I hear mattress warehouses purchasing U.S. mattress. What <laughs> really? Well, if you've heard that, I think we've all heard that, but nothing official. I mean, nothing yet. Yeah. Have you heard anything official, Alex? I have not heard anything official. I've been trying to get in touch with some uh, people at the company to see if I can get any word, but I haven't heard anything yet. Um, but I am I am working on that, Steve. So hopefully we'll have some breaking news later. That's that is uh, that is breaking news, and it's uh, it's brand new. I thought it was like two weeks old, and it's only a week old, and it has not hit any of the magazines. So that is a hot tip, and Alex is going to work on it. As soon as he can confirm being the responsible journalist he is, he will publish it as soon as he can confirm. That's right. I'm sorry. I spoke, I spoke for you. No. Hey, hey, Alex, come on the show and I'll just talk, 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 and I won't let you say anything. And then I'll speak for you on top of it. Welcome to my world. Okay. okay. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to appreciate Alex's comments on how temperature is marketed. Well, I'm digging in hard now, Jeff. So you want, might want to stay in here and, and, and so, so I'm just going to say this and, uh, I, I, I don't care who said 10 degrees. The difference between a healthy human being at what is it? 98.6. Is that correct? 98.6 is normal. I believe if so. you go up to 104 or 105, right? What are they going to do? If you can't get your temperature below that, you're going in the hospital, right? Exactly. So what would happen if you lowered your body temperature from 98.6 to 88.6? Does 
Th- this does not pass the idiot yeah. test. And that means yeah. that even an idiot could figure out that that's BS marketing. And, mm-hmm. and whoever said that, I am sorry. You are a freaking idiot. You did not use your God-given brain to think about what you were saying. And to say that to an industry journalist who, by the way, every great journalist I've ever known, they have inquiring minds. And they're like from Missouri, like show me state, right? Show me. Does it make sense? Does it pass the BS test? And that doesn't pass the BS test. I think if we could lower it a, a degree or two, that would be great if we're too high. Back to mattresses. Yeah. Steve Hauk. <laughs> Back to mattresses. I think the evidence is in the epic flop that the Arctic was. Yes, it was an epic flop. I think there's a couple more reasons. Um, and I'll share those with you, but I'm going to let Alex have that because he is my guest. Oh yeah. my Lord. Hold on. Now we got Randy at Van Wert. Listen, I love you guys. This is great. We're getting lots of questions and lots of interaction. Uh, Van Wert bedrooms, Randy Thompson, Pete, I think it, if cool was a great thing, sort of Arctic would be a home run. Not happening. It's not ha- happening anywhere, brother. It's off of most floors. It was an epic flop. And listen, um, there are going to be flops. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let Alex take a stab at it, and then I'm going to come in with some some thoughts as well. But Alex, you go ahead and share with us your thoughts of maybe some other thoughts that retailers have shared with you that are similar or different from what we've been seeing so far today. Yeah. Um- well, you know, I think retailers from the, the most savvy retailers that I've talked to still think that education is something that needs to be focused on in the industry, that it's not, it's not quite there yet. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of talk in the industry about education, but the education is not being instilled onto these, um, you know, retail sales associates. And, and so, um, you know, the the whole temperature, the whole cooling mattress thing to me really seems like, you know, I don't I don't know who it was, but maybe one of the biggest, you know, one of the bigger mattress companies who really focuses heavily on marketing said, hey, you know, this is a problem that a lot of people have. People sleep high. So what if we make them feel like they can sleep, you know, perfectly comfortable, but if, you know, they sleep very hot, then they're going to have to sleep very cool to be comfortable. So it really feels like that was, it's just a kind of gimmicky marketing thing that ended up uh, being so heavily advertised to consumers that they started to believe that that's what they needed to stay cool at night. And um, to me, you know, kind of like I said, that almost does a disservice to the retailers who are really trying to do a good job of educating consumers on the whole sleep system, you know, what goes into a better night's sleep and what that can do for them. And um, it, it kind of conflicts to me with with the authentic message that retailers are trying to send to consumers and the kind of gimmicky marketing message that the, the marketing side of, of these bigger companies is uh, focusing on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I agree, uh, Steve Hauk, the field will always be the deal. I'll, I'll just put one little qualifier on that. The field will always be the deal as long as there's proper support and alignment as well. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. Um, th- this is the, the problem with Arctic. Uh, Steve, you're still going at it. I love this. <laughs> Steve Hauk says the reality is that the coolant mattress was a way to correct the Tempur-Pedic feeling like you were sleeping in a sauna bag. Uh, yes. Uh, the short answer to that is, is yes. And it was also, it was a response. If you go back in time, Steve, to the incredible market share that Serta stole. Um, with the original eye comfort from Tempur-Pedic. I mean, they basically put a, uh, put a committee of some of the smartest people in the industry together at CERTA and they worked on where is Tempur-Pedic weak and where are they falling down and what are their Achilles heels? And they developed a line around that. It was brilliant. It was. The single most successful mattress rollout I've seen in 41 years. And, and uh, everybody at CERTA, my former teammates, God bless you. You guys did a great job. That was incredible. It was awe-inspiring. And one of the complaints, very real complaints that Tempur-Pedic was getting is it sleeps too hot. And that was a very real complaint. Now, Taking a real complaint and then expanding it can sometimes lead us into a place that's not truthful anymore. Uh, Guy Danes, do mattress manufacturers speak direct to consume customers to obtain insights and new customer demands? Uh, from Guy and Kyle Danes in South Africa. Um, yes, they do sometimes, um, Guy and Kyle, but they don't often enough. And, uh, I think that if some of these executives got on a retail floor and actually sold a mattress to a customer every blue moon, we'd have a different industry than we have. So that's a great, great question. Um, they do, but not often enough. Not often enough, in my opinion. I've been at this for 41 years and and I wish we did a better job of listening to our retailers and listening to our retail consumer. Uh, Facebook user, the original iComfort tackled three issues of Tempur-Pedic, cooler, cheaper, and better displays. Yes, 100%. And if you look at Arctic, Arctic was the same money, maybe sometimes more. Um, so it wasn't. It wasn't less money. Um, they tried to make a passionate and scientific argument that they were slightly cooler. But the problem is, in my opinion, this is just one mattress salesman's opinion, is that does a consumer want a cooler mattress? In some cases, yes. Do they want it all the time? And is it? Is it staying cooler longer that important after they've fallen asleep? The answer to me is simple no. Uh, keeping you cooler for all night, if you could do it, would actually 
pose a health hazard to the customer. A, a couple of degrees. So if you're at 98.6 degrees temperature, you mm-hmm. who's listening right now, you're comfortable. You feel good. What happens when I move that two degrees north? You got a temperature. What if I move it another two degrees? Now you're getting into that area where you're considering going to the hospital. And if you go another two degrees, now I've, I've only moved it six degrees now, you're going to be in the hospital if you can't get your temperature down. There's got to be negative health consequences for going below there too. I don't know what all they are. I, I know the obvious ones uh, for uh, if you're overheated. I, I know that there's a risk of stroke and lots of things like that. But there are negative consequences. Any do- If there's any doctors around, jump in and tell us what the negative consequences were. But keeping somebody's temperature down low is not a good idea. Providing them a little bit of comfort while they're going to sleep, especially on the pillow, I get that. I, I get that, um, especially for someone that tends to sleep hot. Um, but the reality is, no matter what, it re-radiates back out. Whether it's a, whether it's an Arctic or whether it's a Tempur-Pedic or name your favorite one, it re-radiates out and then you've got heat coming back at, at you the other way. And some of the smartest guys I know in the industry, Jeff Janakovo being one of them is just, just really the whole coolant thing irks him a little bit. And, and, and I get that and I understand that. Uh, it does provide some relief for some customers. But going back to the original question, is there a disconnect? So there's your disconnect. I mean, if, if, if cooling was really the deal, then people would have been willing to pay the same or more money for it. And the Arctic's would have been a hit. So they failed. They failed miserably. Uh, the displays were great, by the way. I thought the displays were very attractive, very well done. I don't think they spared any costs in those displays. Um, as a former VP of sales twice, I was actually calculating what those displays cost and, uh, they were not, um, inexpensive. So I, I think they did a good job on display. Um, but I think they hung their hat on. The coolant. And maybe if there were some people on that committee that said, Hey, we need a better feel. They got silenced. No, we're hanging our hat on the coolant thing. We're going to, we're going to make it on the coolant thing. But the coolant thing wasn't as important to the customer as the feel. And that's why that product line in my estimation failed, but I'm willing to listen to anybody who has any thoughts on that. It looked like they placed it extremely well. Uh, they had no problems placing the Arctic. Uh, it was a very attractive uh, package, even for smaller dealers. Um, and, and I know that with some larger dealers, the only reason it's still on the floor is they're subsidizing it so heavy, the poor retailers can't take it off the floor or they're going to lose a large, large amount of co-op money that is being given to them just to keep it on the floor in the hopes that it'll turn around. It's it's not going to turn around guys, you know, anyway, uh, you mentioned someone's name who is near and dear to my heart, Bob Munkle. I think, um, if there's a message from, from, from this episode today that I would want you to walk away from as a store owner, it's this, do not leave your 
staff's education in the hands of the manufacturers that you represent. It's not enough. Do you know how many guys and gals, well-natured, good people, went to school, never sold retail? Lots of them. Too many reps never sold retail. I just hired a young lady, um, Lori Harshman. The reason I hired her, she's 29 years in the industry, 20 years at retail. I wanted that retail experience. I want somebody that can go in and teach our, our dealers how to sell at retail in a better, more confident way. And I'm sorry. One of the best reps I know is Nick Marcos. He's my business partner. He never worked retail. Um, he worked retail as a buyer, but he made up for it. And this is what he did. He started to work on retailers' floors on the weekends and on holidays to learn how to sell at retail. And so he made up for it while he was a rep. But those uh, sales reps that don't work holiday sales and don't work on the weekends with their customers and they never worked at retail, how can I trust a thing he or she says? What what they're doing is, is they're regurgitating their company's propaganda, which is usually... Not great. And so this is my point of this diatribe here. I'm sorry. Uh, hire somebody like a Bob Munkle and who's completely independent. He is not affiliated with any companies, even though he was with CERTA for many years. Uh, but he's been in the industry with different companies over the years. He is a great sales trainer. And he will give your staff a training that will help them sell everything in your store. Uh, one of the things that I always caution retailers about is this. Before any sales rep has a run at your salespeople, you two need to sit down and talk and have a very good conversation about what's important and what needs to be done what need, what are these salespeople, these sales pros at retail? What are their needs? Where are they potentially missing the boat? What do they need to hear from this sales trainer? And I'm going to also caution reps. Do not ever do a training that doesn't help them sell everything in the store. And I mean everything. If it's a furniture store, your sales lessons should go over onto the furniture side uh, and help them be better salespeople for everything in your store, not just their, quote, mattress line. So there's my speech. Alex, what else besides the coolant thing? Anything else that... Well, you know, you actually just made me think of something. So I spoke with um, Tank Reggia, who's Nick Reggia, but... Tank is what he goes by. He's the new director of uh, retail sales training at Nectar, uh-huh. the resident. And, um, you know, he said something that I think um, is, is a pretty good thing to, to go by, which is that, um, you know, they focus very heavily on sales training and, uh, you know, they take it very seriously. And one of the things they say is, if we can't teach you how to sell in the morning, have you implement it in the afternoon and make a sale by the end of the day, we're not doing her job's right. Wow. So, you know, it's true. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. Um, just, you know, you, you have to train these people um, in a very focused way. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the time you have to do it quickly. So getting somebody, you know, like Bob Mongol or um, just a, a really good sales trainer in there to help you out with that is, is I think, one of the big differences between the most successful retailers and, you know, the second, second tier retailers. I have a friend that owns Van Wert Bedrooms. I don't know if Randy's on here or not, but Randy Thompson, I dubbed him a few years ago, the adjustable bed guru, because in that town of the less than 11,000 people, he sells 30 to 40 adjustable beds every month, every month. So. I still have retailers who don't sell adjustable beds and it is the most transformative, life-changing thing that you could do for any, almost any consumer. There's very few that won't benefit from it. Oh, hey, Randy, you're listening. <laughs> don't get too big of a head. But anybody that has a little bit of spare time, Randy does something very special. Uh, and Randy, you don't have to pay me for this it's a joke. Um, the last Saturday of every month, he closes his store about two. He opens it back up at three. It's by appointment only. So you got to call Randy. You can't just show up on the doorstep, but he'll take a group of a handful of retailers and he will train them for free on how to sell adjustable beds. Now there's some rules can't be within 90 miles of his store. Um, he's not interested in training his competitors, but everybody that has ever been to this training uh, swears by it. Uh, I know that years ago, uh, Jeff Janakovo, uh actually flew Randy out. And by the end of the day, those salespeople were telling me that they were making more sales because of what they learned that morning. So to Tank's quote, Tank, you're right on the money, dude. You're 100% on the money. And, you know, that's what we need to do as an industry. We need to find retailers and people with retail experience who really know how to sell and do not take the propaganda that gets thrown at you by a mattress manufacturer uh, at face value, there are some great, great trainers. Um, you know, Steve Carnes, uh, my boss at BIA, he spent his first 10, 15, 20 years in retail. And then he's been on the wholesale side. And he's been at it over 40 years, maybe 45 years. And he has written extensive, uh, sales training manuals and was one of the best trainers I've ever seen. So. Ask about the pedigree. Ask about the experience. And guys, if you don't belong, if you're listening to this and you're in the mattress industry and you don't belong to the Mattress Industry Network group, you're absolutely blowing it. It's it's 100% free. Join that group and you will have access to Randy Thompson and, and Bob Munkle. And Alex, you're a member, right? You're in there. Yeah, I am. It's a great and, group. It's it's a great group, and it's a great way for us to uh, network with each other to help each other grow. So, I I got off on a tangent. I'm doing all the talking, Alex. 
What do you want me to ask you, dude? What I want you to ask me. Yeah. Um, well, I would love to talk about betting news now a little bit and just kind of... I, wa- I want you to. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think... So, so I've been in the furniture industry for almost 10 years now. Um, I worked closely with Dave Perry for a little while. Um, I've worked with various retailers in the mattress industry. Uh, I've also worked on the outdoor furnishing side of the industry. And so, um, the kind of the goal with betting news now is to come in with a, a new approach. Um, you know, we, we want to share the news, but we don't want to just run press releases. Um, we don't want to share the same news that everybody is sharing, um, just for the purpose of, of simply sharing it. Um, and we really try to dig into the stories a little bit deeper. You know, we want to talk about what you guys want to talk about in the industry. We don't want to, um, you know, talk to especially, you know, just manufacturers, um, because they have a, you know, different view of things than, than retailers do. Um, and, you know, I think also part of what we want to do with, with betting news now is help tell some stories in this industry, which is both, you know, good for manufacturers and retailers because, you know, walking around Vegas, every manufacturer told me, Oh, we're just trying to tell our story of this market. You know, we're, we're trying to show buyers who we are and what we're about and our history. You know, we're, we're 115 years old. We're, 55 years old. And so, um, I think telling that story, kind of like what I did with this mattress Lux story with Matt Wolf is, you know, I just kind of talked to him about what he does in his business and how he, you know, went from a slight struggle to thriving in a new location and, you know, any advice that he has for, for other retailers. And I think that stories like this are great for the mattress industry because it's kind of like big community um you know the the outdoor furnishings industry is the same way but it's a lot smaller and so i'm kind of familiar with that community vibe i guess and um in the same way the mattress industry is also a little bit more of a niche part of the home furnishings industry um you know the marketing is wildly different the um retailers are selling sleep and health and they're not just selling a sofa or a desk. And so um, I think it, it presents a unique opportunity for a lot of people to share their voices and their stories and their perspectives. And I think that's just what we want to do most with Betting News Now is, is talk to the, the industry about what they want to talk about and what they want to hear about and what they think is important. Um, you know, whether it's Tempur-Pedic, I mean, a TSI buying mattress firm or whether it's uh, what you Met- got on that brother what you got on that i have nothing on that but that was one thing i was going to mention i've heard so much about it yeah heard people say you know the the deals were signed and you know things are going to start happening but still no word about anything yet um so the first tell that i got that something was happening is they started to go to my retailers and they started saying, you know, you've been a Tempur-Pedic retailer for a long time, but I really need you to carry Stearns and Foster. 
And I really need you to carry the Sealy hybrids. Mm-hmm. And basically started to hold out some carrots for some long, longer than average deals, more than one-year deals, one-year deals, two-year deals. And when I started kind of adding this to all together, I'm like, why are they doing this? Why are they pushing so hard? Yeah. And part of it, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's because you know, business is going to get tough here in 2023 because this is all started happening at the end of 2022. And maybe they're just being smart. They're being proactive. They, they you know, it, it's a mature industry. It doesn't grow by leaps and bounds and you've got to take market share from somebody. So I started to see that. And then I started to see some really heavy handed stuff where. Or they were actually threatening. And then I started to hear the rumors. And I said, all right, it, it all, it all makes sense. It all lines up, but nothing has happened yet. So I, I know that some significant retailers have sat down with temper and fired, uh, offensive shots. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, 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 and the, 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 the one buyer who will remain unnamed, uh, a very large company. And I said, so what do you think? Uh, you, you think you're just going to punch them in the nose and lose a few skews, but keep them? Or are you just going to beat them up for more subsidies? Um, or are you just going to say F you and drop them? Right. And he just, he just laughed and he said, I don't know, Pete. He goes, it's probably going to be a combination of all three. <laughs> yeah. And and listen, I would encourage any any retailer if you do business with Temper and Sealy and when this thing happens, don't just herky jerky just drop them just for the sake of it. Now, if the relationship hasn't been good for years and they haven't treated you with respect and you are not happy with your margins, you're not happy with your sales velocity and you're not happy with the business in general and this is the straw that breaks the camel back then that's fine my number is no just kidding um you take your time with it guys i i know that you know there's a lot of manufacturers that want to jump all over that business but i believe in going slow until it's very clear what you should do. And, and in the, the first situation that I laid out, it's not going well. You're not happy with the margins. You're not happy with the velocity of sales. Uh, they've treated other dealers in your area in a bet, better way than they've treated you then. And this is the straw that breaks the camel back. I, I get that a hundred percent. Um, Alex, we've come to a point in my show where I read. A chapter and it's very short. Alex is going to be there, be the next Dave Perry. No, no, he's not yeah. going to be the next Dave What's Perry. Uh, I'm going to let him answer this, but I'm going first. I'm going to tell you, I, in general, in general, love Dave Perry. I thought that he at times went along with some BS that was going on in our industry. 
Alex is a complete breath of fresh air. He's questioning everything. He's digging in and he's doing something huge. Dave primarily listened to the manufacturers. Alex primarily is listening to you, the retailer. And there's a huge difference in that. And I'm sorry, I, I was speaking for Pete Primo. Now, Alex, you have at that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. So first of all, I, I have a, um, a thing about saying, you know, you're going to be the next so-and-so. So personally, I don't, I, I like Dave Perry a lot, but I don't want to be Dave Perry. I want to be Alex Milstein. And so, you know, in a way, maybe I will be similar to Dave Perry where I'll be covering the industry, but I do want to do things, you know, differently than he did or, you know, at the same time, he could have been limited working for, you know, a, a private company or a public company. Um, and so we don't really have those limitations and that is really appealing to me. And I think that we can put that to some good use. Um, yes, I hear you, Steve. He didn't get in the Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> Steve Hauk, this is a classic for you guys who are listening on the audio podcast. Steve Hauk says, Dave didn't get in our Facebook group until he retired. So <laughs> Alex is years ahead. Yes. Let me clarify. Who is this? Who who is this? I'm thinking this is Scott. Paul. Hey, Paul. How are you? No worries. You didn't know it was showing up. So let me clarify. In terms of the name rolling off the tongue on speaking of our business, Alex is the next one. Yes. Paul, you're 100% right. I agree a thousand percent. And it's going to be even more so because I believe that Alex is going to be a voice for our retailers. And I think it's going to even be bigger. So thank you for clarifying. And I hope you didn't feel attacked, Paul, because (laughs) I I would, sometimes I just react in a very emotional way, which, which it was in sync with what Alex was thinking. So at least uh, we were thinking the same thing. What were you saying before I so rudely interrupted, Alex? Um, I think I was just saying, you know, we it's it's appealing to me that Betting News Now has, um, you know, essentially no limitations. Obviously, we're not going to go out and purposely try and hurt anybody's feelings or, you know, um, write terrible stories about people. We're really just trying to report what's happening. And we don't want to sugarcoat anything. We don't want any misconceptions out there based on you know, like you said, propaganda or just, you know, you guys know the the writing and press releases is always promotional in some way. And that's how the companies think. And I'm separate from that. So I'm I'm a middleman between, you know, the manufacturers and the retailers. I want to hear both sides. I want to hear what both are thinking. I also want to hear what disconnects are from both because I actually I was talking with um, Jeff Janakovo the other week. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, what was it? We were talking about manufacturers. Um, oh, now I've completely lost it because I had to remember Jeff's name. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, I just think that there's an, an opportunity here to 
to connect the industry over some disconnects, whether that be the manufacturers uh, not knowing what it takes to sell, which is actually what I was talking to Jeff about, is that if manufacturers worked in the retail store for even a day, they would have different advice to give me than the advice that they gave me, which really, I think, was good advice. It was to, to you know, up your ticket, sell higher priced uh, products, because if you're looking at flatter sales, you're going to want to, you know, increase those tickets. At the same time, a lot of retailers came to me and said, yeah, that's easy for them to say, you know, I make most of my sales off of, you know, thousand dollar mattresses. Or and so that disconnect really struck me where it was like, well, manufacturers are saying one thing, retailers are saying another thing. And so I'm actually working on a story now that's going to, going to cover that. I've been talking to a few, uh, retailers to kind of get their views as a follow-up to the article that I wrote where I talked to manufacturers about it. You know, the retailers that I know who are doing the best this year, Jeff Janakovich is one of them at Gardner's Mattress and more. Joey Amato at Rock and Roll City. Uh, you want to do a story, you go to Cleveland and uh, and, and take a tour through and see what he has done with that store. He bought it, uh, bought the building and has completely redone it. The merchandising from when his dad uh, ran the store and how he runs the store are, are completely different. Um, he is out front as Jeff is uh, with uh, flex heads. Um, when you, you know, you look at, Guys like Ray Crane, three stores in Central Ohio, Crane's front, uh, Superstore, they're going after that flex head business, not only with high end companies like Posh and Lavish, but they're also doing it with, uh, more promotional companies and everybody in between. And they're doing Benton Industries of America's American made hybrids that are flex heads. In coolant technology in the black ice and non-coolant technology in uh, the flex. So there are stores out there that have changed their their merchandising. They've definitely gone higher end, and they're reaping the re rewards. Going high end to go high end is not a good strategy. Going higher end and offering an array of products that feel different to your customer, that appeal to your customer, that give the customer a different configuration um, is usually wildly successful. One of the problems that I think we're having with this economy, Alex, is I think that that customer, that more promotional customer, other than tax season, is staying home. Uh, they're affected dramatically by inflation. They are affected dramatically uh, by the scare stories that are in the news. There's a war in Ukraine, a war in Russia, it's the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, your your higher-end customers, most of them don't even really watch the news. They don't care. They already know it's propaganda and they don't, and, and they financially are not susceptible uh they're they're gonna buy a mattress and they're gonna buy a good one uh no matter what the economy's doing and so i think that 
there are some of those, but I, I, I sell a mix of customers, Alex, across the spectrum from really promotional guys to higher end guys and everybody in the middle. And it's a real mixed bag right now. There is not one consistent. I mean, the only consistency I can see is the guys who have offerings in higher end merchandise and in different configurations, the flex head or the split heads. Uh, mm-hmm. They're doing very well. Um, yeah. Other than, th- other than that, I, I think universally Arctic was an epic failure. Um, and I think it's because they hung their hat on a cool in story that wasn't as important to Mrs. Jones as they thought. And, you know, yeah. the next thing they do will probably be an absolute home run. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I Listen, I admire anybody in our industry that steps out and tries to innovate. I really do. I, I, my hat is always off. Uh, Steve Hauk says the under 1000 customer is affected more by inflation. Thank you for backing me up on that. I was hoping that I wasn't too awfully wrong, but sometimes I am. Uh, Randy Thompson at Van Wert Bedrooms. The mattress is the minor part of our sale. Back support is the main thing. We do lots of educating and, and that's, that leads right into the whole discussion about the best single thing you'll ever do for a customer is show them and expose them to an adjustable bed so they can make a decision. You know, uh, one of my favorite sales trainers of all time is Doug Stewart, who's an executive with residents, uh, resident and a teammate of tanks. Um, and. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say this in Pete Primo words, not Doug Stewart words, but when we talk to sales pros and we talk to them about showing what's in the customer's best interest instead of what's in our best interest. And we ask them a simple question. And the question is this, what would you think of a person who basically sizes you up when you walk into a store? And doesn't show you the offerings that the store has because of some preconceived notion, uh, whether it be your clothes that you're wearing or how you carry yourself or the car that you drove up in. What would you think of a person that doesn't show you the full store offerings and makes a decision for you without, without your input? Because when you as a sales pro make a decision that you're not going to show an adjustable bed, that you're not going to show mattress protection, that you're not going to show them a sheet set, you're not going to show them a pillow because you don't think they can afford it. Do you know what you've done? You have made a decision for another human being without their authorization, without their input, and you have committed a grievous sin against humanity, let alone against sales process, but you're cheating yourself out of thousands of dollars of commission. But more importantly, forget you. Let's talk about your customer. Now they're going to go and they're going to go buy crappy sheets somewhere else, crappy pillows somewhere else, and uh, a, a protector that doesn't even have a warranty. And they're not well served by that. So this is my thing. We as sales pros, we have to, we have to show 
everybody our best foot forward. And if they tell us they don't want it or they can't afford it, don't argue with them, move on to the next thing. But they should be shown and exposed to an adjustable bed, a protector, a sheet set, a pillow. They should be exposed to all of that. And I love in your comments, Alex, how you talk about the entire system um, because nobody's ever going to get as good of a night's sleep as they possibly could uh, if they did not buy the entire system from the store. So when they get an adjustable bed and they get a mattress and they get protectors and they get sheets and they get pillows, that customer, I promise you this, every retailer that's listening, every sales pro at retail that's listening, they will be happier. They will refer you. They will give you five-star online reviews and they will give you testimonials. And those are the three things that you need to be in business today. Alex, finish the show up for us and talk a little bit more about Bed and News. Um, I love the idea that you're listening to both the manufacturers and the retailers. I love the idea that you ask lots of questions of lots of people. And it, it seems like there's, um, I, 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 it might, it might be because you're younger. It might be because you're a fresh face. I think you're more approachable. Um, and I think that's huge because the more voices that you gather your information from, the more well-rounded the information will be more reflective of the entire industry, not just uh, the big stores or the big manufacturers. Get hearing that voice of that little mom and pa retailer with one store or two stores. I think it's critically important, and, and I love what you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Pete. Um, you know, that's that's really the the goal behind betting news now is to take a broader look at the industry. Um, I think a lot of trade publications out there who focus on the mattress industry um, focus a little too heavily on the manufacturers. And I do think that manufacturers are important to the yeah. industry. Uh, however, to not have a voice of a retailer is really um, to not have an entire you know, part of the industry covered. And so that was one of the main things that I wanted to set out to do with Betting News Now was to really hear the retailer side of things. And if I talk to a manufacturer and they say one thing, I would love to take that to a retailer and say, what do you think? You know, is it like that in your store or do they do that with you? Do you like that? And so to be able to have that, um, all around knowledge, I guess, from from both the manufacturer and the retailer and anybody else who's who's got an opinion on it, um, really helps with the story writing that I do and the the newsletter that we put out every Monday. Um, you know, we we really do have original pieces in that for the most part. Um, there will be maybe one or two news releases at the bottom, but we like to have you know three to four original articles every Monday going out. Um, and we really just want to help be a voice for everybody in the industry and not just a certain, you know, section of it. So 
Alex, somebody has watched the show that doesn't know you yet. How should they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, just email me at alex at homenewsnow.com. Home News Now is our parent uh, company. And then uh, Betting News Now is just just focused on the betting mattress industry. So uh, yeah, reach out to me. And um, I'd love to to talk to anybody who's got anything to say. There you go, guys. Uh, Alex at homenewsnow.com. He's available. He's listening. And he's asking us questions. And your voice can be heard. So, um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I, I, I think I'd like to uh, be a little bit selfish here. And uh, I would love for you to come on on a, a, a regular basis, maybe a, maybe once a quarter. Uh, and let's talk about what's going on in the industry and let's, I mean, and, and Paul and Randy and everybody that chimed in today. Thank you guys. It was wonderful guy and Kyle. Um, is this Paul? It just says Facebook user. I'm sorry. Or is this Scott? Well, let me just read it since we're running out of time. Facebook user, I have seen those bad practices firsthand cost retailers tens of thousands of dollars by not offering the best solution from the very beginning. Yeah, 100%. Don't give the guests the satisfaction of being able to accuse you later of not offering the best solutions from the very beginning. Amen. Let me let them say no and then deal with the consequences. 100%. 100%. Our job when we are working with a retail consumer is to expose them to the best solutions, solutions that they didn't even think of. Because if you can't come up with anything that they didn't already think of, what do they need you for? Think about that one, guys. And I'll see you guys next week. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. uh you beat and Steve, yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Thank you for great questions today. And Guy Danes, there seem, Guy is saying there seems to be a power disconnect between manufacturer versus retailers. Yeah. And you know what, Guy? I would say this. I don't think that that's untrue in most industries. Uh, almost Every time that I have gone to a multi-industry mastermind and I would start to complain about the things about our industry, these guys start laughing at me. They're like, no, Pete, it's like that in every business. It's every business has a lot of the same dynamics. So um, I, I, I believe there's a disconnect between most manufacturers and most marketers uh, throughout all industries. So, uh, yeah, Alex, thank you so much. We got to sign off guys. Reach out to Alex at alexhomenewsnow.com. He wants to talk to you. Thanks again, Alex. Have a great day. Thank you, Pete. Have a good thank one. You. Take care.